You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So now, why exactly were you in my father's office again? Oh, um, right. I, I just, uh, I, I wanted to see how the other half lived. So, um, I... Huh. Kasuda, be honest with me. Are you a spy? <laughs> me? A spy? Why would you think... Father found out you used to be a pilot for the New Republic, and I keep a very close eye on my father's business. So, I wonder, what are you doing here? Really? I'm, I'm not a spy. That's ridiculous. I, 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 I quit the Navy to become a racer. That's all. You better go, Kaz. Thanks. No, thank you. Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, Rebels and Imperials, technological terrors and fantastic creatures legends so great you won't believe them but it's true all of it so what are you waiting for strap in and get ready to make the jump with rebel cells the star wars animation podcast Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for the Star Wars Resistance episode, Secrets and Holograms. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt, the Crankster, Cranky. Yo, what's up, Mike? Star Wars fans, good to be your co-pilot as always. Hey, you know, um, I'm in the Christmas spirit. You know, I did some decorating over the weekend, got the lights up, got the tree up, got the uh, Star Wars ornaments on the tree i feel pretty good one of my favorite times of the year christmas time man nice. i love this man love so this time this is our first christmas without a star wars in yeah. in three and a half well four years right this would be the fourth yeah. year it's a little weird yeah it's kind of odd um i don't know when to decorate my tree because since 2015 i decorate <laughs> my tree on red carpet night um, on the, during the world premiere so um <laughs> I don't know when I'm supposed to put up my tree, but no, uh, I'll, I'll actually put it up on Sunday. But I, uh, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's so weird. It's so odd because we got so used to it and yeah. now here we are and there's no Star Wars this year, but we're just a little bit over a year away from episode nine, yeah. uh, Return of the JJ. Yeah. Uh, I re- they got to release this title soon. I tell you, I don't think it's going to be this week. Um, 
because this week apparently, apparently the rumors are now confirmed. I mean, tonight as we record this on a Monday night, <clears throat> we're gonna get uh, another trailer for Captain Marvel, um, which comes out in March. But the rumor is that on Wednesday we're getting uh, our first look at Avengers Four, which mm-hmm. still doesn't have a title. So. Yeah. Um, I highly doubt that they that Disney would go Captain Marvel, Avengers four, oh, and then here's episode nine. I think they'll give it a week, and maybe we'll get it next week or or the week after. But that title's got to be coming soon. It's got to be coming soon, right? Even even the two Captain Marvel and Avengers, um, man, that's back to back as it is. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think you're right. We they wouldn't. I don't know if they, they would bombard us with three things in, in the same yeah. week. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's just we have nothing yet, and. Every day, it's just like, man, is this is this good? Well, I think it's like you said. This week is probably out of the out of the question because they got too many other things gonna hit the uh, hit the web here. But um, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe next week. Maybe over. Maybe they'll give us something for Christmas. Yeah. I mean, since we have a movie coming out, you know, what's usually they do what like the 18th or something. It's usually days before the Christmas holiday. So um, maybe around then. Maybe in a couple weeks, we'll get something really cool. At least a title, and maybe hopefully more than that but yeah it's just one of those every day you kind of wake up and go okay check twitter check the the feeds what's going on in the star wars universe today and and you're just hoping for something tons of uh rumors obviously those are those are jumping off i I saw a bunch yesterday which oh yeah but uh yeah other than that though hey we actually got some um uh animation news uh to talk about galaxy of adventures premiered um was that friday no is that yeah, something like that. Anyway, um, I think there was, I think, I don't know, four to six episodes. I just kind of watched them all in sequence, so I'm not sure exactly how many there were. But um, just first reactions, Mike, as far as that goes, I, when they say animate, I, I don't know anything about animation, but when they say anime, yeah. this is kind of what I was thinking that anime is. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Help me out with that. But it was good. Um, I thought it was interesting how they used the original voices, mm-hmm. but they actually made the scenes a little different um they, they kind of used uh voices out of context from what we think they are especially the london falcon one with chewy um some of the some of the voice acting did you know kind of went with when they were working on it on the ground even though they were flying in the in the short here so they kind of moved the, the the dialogue around they didn't know they were going to do that so that was kind of interesting take and you got in, you got extra just a little extra in these scenes that we all know and love. You got a little extra oomph to them, I, I guess is what I'm trying to say. What do you think of these uh, shorts, Mike? Yeah, um, I mean, I love the animation style. I love the use of music, the the dialogue and everything. My only ask is that would they, they be longer than 30 to 45 seconds. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, like like I really liked the Star Wars blips back in the day uh, mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Um I guess the last batch of those we got was before uh, The Last Jedi, probably around this time last year, maybe. Actually, I guess it was around Force Friday last year. And uh, I I, th- I was hoping that this would be kind of like that, but it is much more straightforward, kind of, here's something from the movies, but not from the movies. Mm-hmm. Um and and it's it's good like they're really well done i just i think i just want more you know like i just i want i want lots of this content if it's going to be so bite-sized but uh 
we're going to get that because uh, in, in, I think starting in January, we're going to get weekly new um, Galaxy of Adventures content. So you know long they're going to be? I, it's a, I would presume around the same length. but oh, Okay. Because I'm trying to figure out what exactly they're, the purpose of these is for. Is it just for kids to that go, hey, here's a here's kind of a fun way to to uh, get yourself immersed in Star Wars. It's short. It's it's yeah. chunky, easily digestible for young kids and really cool and great, you know, tons of action, all that kind of thing. So is that kind of is that the point of these things? I, I guess I didn't really look to see what, what these were intended for. I just got on and. I think it was this morning, actually, I watched them all and it's like, oh, that's mm. pretty cool. Like you said, short. Uh, the scenes were cool and they added some extra stuff. But um, I mean, is that the point of these things? Just so kids can kind of get started into the Star Wars universe and an easy way to do it? I So <clears throat> here's the thing. And let's get a little bit controversial here for a second. I uh, mm-hmm. put down your pitch, pitchforks, everybody. Don't don't light those torches just yet. Go get them. The, the original trilogy is not entirely accessible to a young audience. I'm not talking to Star Wars fans who are bringing their kids up on this stuff. Okay. That's a different breed. It's a different argument. Whole different conversation. Kara loves Star Wars. She wa- she's watched uh, uh, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Solo. Right? <clears throat> and she's Two and a half, not even two and a half. Um, And she's seen those movies. Now, does she sit and watch them all the way through from start to finish? No, but she's seen significant chunks of of them and sort of over time. She's definitely more interested in some characters than others. But the thing about the new movies is that the effects, the pacing, it's all very modern. And the original trilogy definitely set that pace, set that tone but the especially a new hope and empire are very slow films like they really are like there are there are large portions of a new hope where nothing is really happening particularly at the beginning we start with a bang and then we immediately slow it down it's great filmmaking it's expert filmmaking and the pacing is wonderful it's not what kids now are used to that's not a judgment i i quite enjoy a lot of of kids films nowadays as well um but it's just an observation and it's a reality that that kids who maybe are not being brought up on star wars they need an access point and I think a lot of people were talking about this when it was announced as like, a, oh, this is so that parents can show Star Wars to their kids. I don't think that's what it's for. I think that this is for two groups. This is for kids who are coming up on the new Star Wars, the new sequels, uh, the, uh, Force Awakens and, and, and Last Jedi, as well as the the Rogue One and, and Solo. And, and, and soon on Mandalorian and on uh, Cassian Andor, and most importantly, most importantly, on Star Wars Resistance. I'm going to have a lot to say in this episode about Star Wars Resistance, Star Wars tone, and whether or not this show matches it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Flat out, straight up, 100%, doesn't match Star Wars' tone. This is mm-hmm. a completely different thing, Star Wars Resistance. 
those kids need, like I said, an access point into Star Wars. That's what this show is. The other audience that this is for is friends of those kids that aren't into Star Wars. You're not going to be able to use A New Hope to convert an eight-year-old mm-hmm. nowadays. You can't. It can't. Like it, A New Hope can't compete with uh, uh, Bumblebee, which is coming out, right? Matt and I were just talking about some of these movies before. The All the Marvel movies, it just mm-hmm. can't. It it's it's not uh, again. This isn't a judgment of quality. It's it's a time and place thing. Um, it's no different than when I was a kid. I wasn't gonna take the time and watch a bunch of movies from the 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 thirties and forties. Right. Right. Um, as an adult, I can go back and I can appreciate those now. But but pacing was different. The way people spoke was kind of different. Star Wars, I think, is less so that like like I, uh, uh, from the seventies until now, it hasn't really changed that much. But it's changed enough from nineteen seventy seven until now. And the other part of it is that these kids, they've already grown up on Star Wars, but they've grown up on Star Wars on steroids. The the Hunger Games movies, the the Transformer movies, Harry Potter. This is all. Um, you couldn't you couldn't have Babe Ruth walk out onto the field and play against a modern baseball team. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's that's what it comes down to. It's not to say that Babe Ruth wasn't a great baseball player, and I mean like. Let's not talk about the the. That's a bad example because yes, he was a good baseball player, but he was kind of a terrible person. But, um, you know, like like you, you just you can't expect a movie that was made forty years ago to catch fire with with kids today. They they're growing up in a very different time with a very different um, view of things. Galaxy of Adventures is Star Wars through their lens. And I'll tell you, the animation in Galaxy of Adventures is putting Star Wars Resistance to shame. Mm. Um, and then the storytelling in Lego Star Wars All-Stars is is likewise kind of putting Star Wars Resistance to shame. I managed to finally catch a couple episodes. Um, oh, what are the episode titles? Uh, it's the it's the it's a two parter like because it's like the half an hour episodes now right but they're actually split into two 15 minute ones and um it it was the first half was han uh, and i think pace was the was the other character's name and then the second half was chewbacca and i don't remember the the female character's name she's ah it's totally totally a blank um <laughs> Whether I remember their names or not, I, I remember the stories and I remember the jokes and how much fun it was to watch them. I watched those at about five o'clock last night. Cara and I sat and watched them and she sat and she watched the whole thing. And then this is this is truth time. This is honesty time. And this is partially just having a kid. It's not this isn't entirely a reflection on Star Wars Resistance. It was 1130 at night when I realized, oh, no, I haven't watched the episode tonight. Mm-hmm. And that's not an isolated incident. Um, 
I the last three or four weeks it's like 10 30 at night 11 30 and i'm like shoot i still have to watch star wars and the last two weeks were great this week not so much this week was like actually like i i'm just gonna come right out and say it this week's episode of star wars resistance for my money is the worst episode of the series yet Hmm. um there are some stuff that happens in it that's important but Right, right. Overall, this episode is just so poorly paced, and it's just it's just really, really, really missing some key elements of Star Wars, and it's really off book. It's off brand, in my opinion. Yeah. We'll get into that in the episode. Lego Star Wars All Stars knows what it is. It knows it knows that it's a Lego Star Wars story, and yet it maintains the action, the adventure, and the pacing of a Star Wars story, um, especially of like the newer stuff. And it's very focused on on solo characters. The two episodes that I watched, it's in that time frame. It's actually it actually fills in blanks of what Han and Chewie were doing before Solo. Now it's not canon, but it's there. Um, and then Galaxy of Adventures is this other thing that, like, it's just there, these 30 to 40 se- 45 second um, shorts. But, man, if that Chewbacca and Han one isn't incredible and so much fun. And the, uh, the Luke Skywalker one has some beautiful animation that just, like, it... Yeah. Yeah. It shows how Luke felt the first time he held a lightsaber in his hand and the and the promise of adventure and excitement and all that stuff, right? Um, and, I mean, come on. That Darth Vader one was so good. <laughs> yeah. So good. Was it very similar to Rogue One? Yes, but it wasn't the same as Rogue One. Yeah, I thought it was Rogue One at first, and then it... Yeah. You, then you, oh, no, wait a minute. It's It's... I guess it's the retelling of the yeah. initial Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So I can't wait for all for for a big chunk of these uh, Star Wars uh, Galaxy of Adventures shorts to be out because I want if you if you pay attention in the R two D two one and the Darth Vader one, there's actually there's actually a moment where they're actually like they occupy the same space uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> where yeah. R2 is rolling by looks down the hall and Vader walks past and ignites the lightsaber. And that matches up with the, the Vader short. So yeah. I'm hoping that there's more of that. I'm hoping that there's more stuff that like clicks together in that way. And that somebody could like, or maybe I will cut them together and, uh, and, and make it into a bit of a longer experience. In any case, the, uh, the animation is all phenomenal. The characterizations are, are perfect. Um, and, uh, and, and the use of classic as well as, as, uh, sequel and prequel music, um, is, is really cool because it's bringing more dimension to that classic trilogy stuff. And it's, it won't all be classic trilogy. I guarantee that when we get around to um, uh, the lead up to episode nine next year, if galaxy of adventures is still happening, there will be a Poe Dameron one and a Ray and a Finn and a Rose and, and a Kylo Ren to get people 
caught up or excited and hyped in the same way that in the lead up to the last Jedi, they did the star Wars blips and there were porgs and there was the, uh, uh, BB 90 and, and all that stuff. So, yeah. Um, I think they're going to do some cool stuff with this to tie it into to upcoming content. Um, hopefully, uh, it'll, it'll, I, I think the point here is that it gives, like I said, an access point, a gateway into the original trilogy so that kids, when they're ready and they want to check out those classic movies that they can go, that like they're, they're, they're excited about it. Now, like, you could also say that you're kind of setting them up for disappointment because they're going to get in there and the movies are obviously not the same. But I mean, just think a kid who grew up with, with uh, the, the sequels or even with the prequels with Anakin and Obi-Wan flipping around and doing all sorts of stuff or like their first thing was clone wars and, uh, and, and then, you know, getting getting them into the original trilogy, it's just it's not there. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, one hundred percent, Lucasfilm has data to support the fact that characters like Vader and three PO and R two and Yoda that were previously very popular characters for them are probably not selling as much merchandise. Mm. Certainly not as much as BB eight and Ray and Finn and Poe and Kylo Ren. Um, and Captain Phasma too, as well. I'm sure. Um, because like we are now two generations of, of star Wars films into it or away from it, from the original trilogy. Right. And we're, I mean, like, like Kara is third generation star Wars fan, (laughs) right? Like she's coming up on this stuff and it's, it's, I don't know. I just, we're just we're in a very different time period now, and it's a, one of the one of the biggest things. One of the biggest things is like, look, if you don't care, don't watch it. Yeah, it's yeah. not that big of a deal. It's not like you got to do a podcast where you say that you're going to talk about the show, so you have to keep watching it, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so I don't know. Like I I love it. I think it's great. Um, I really like the little factoid tidbit ones, as well. Those are a lot of fun. I I I think that I think it's gonna be a positive thing. I think it's gonna be really good. Um, I think the most interesting part of all of this is that Star Wars is really. It used to be one thing. And then it was one thing and an animated series. And now it's whatever you want it to be. Um, and and I think that that's, that's the thing that people need to adjust to. I think that's one of those things about Solo is, is that, you know, like Star Wars is supposed to be a movie every year. Now that's kind of the cadence that we're getting into. And then here's Solo coming in six months. And it kind of wrecks that cadence. And it's also like people, people have an expectation of it and they don't realize that like Disney is trying to move star Wars into the next era of star Wars. And that means it's a movie. It's a TV show. It's a cartoon. It's a breakfast cereal. It's a flamethrower. It's toilet paper. It's everything. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Like space balls has come true. Um, and I mean, like granted it, this was, this has always been the case, but now it's 
all the time. It doesn't mm-hmm. stop. And I think that people are so used to Star Wars being, well, it was one movie and now it's another movie and now it's another movie and now it's a cartoon show and it's another cartoon show and then it's a TV movie and then it's books and then it's a comic book series and then it's a multimedia event with comic books and a book and a video game and then it's new movies again and then it's a cartoon. But now it's like, like I said, it's all of those things. It's all of those things all at once. And like, I, I, I look at that as a positive. I look at that as a good thing. More star Wars is good for everybody. I think, um, I think that the audience needs to adjust to the fact that like, Hey, you don't have to be into everything that star Wars. Yeah, you don't have to like Rogue One if you don't want to. You don't have to like The Last Jedi if you don't want to. You can like Star Wars Resistance and not like Star Wars Rebels or vice versa. That's fine. It's okay. Right? I don't – I'm not feeling Star Wars Resistance. I'm still giving it a chance, and I still think that they're building towards something. So, like, I'm, I'm really holding out hope. But I also think that they're making some really weird choices that I don't agree with. That doesn't – I'm not going to stop anybody else from enjoying Star Wars Resistance, though. I'm not starting a letter-writing campaign to Kathleen Kennedy to say you should be fired because I don't like Star Wars Resistance. I just won't invest in Star Wars Resistance as heavily as I invested in those other shows, right? I mean, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Kanan Jarrus are, are two of my favorite characters in Star Wars. Kanan – is a character I thought I was going to hate going in. And then I ended up loving him. And now he is like in my top five characters. Right. And that's like, that's cool, but that doesn't always have to be the case because guess what? Star Wars resistance. Not really for me. That's fine. The Mandalorian's coming and I think it's going to be. Yeah. Right. right? right. And if the Mandalorian isn't, maybe the Cassian Andor show will be, or maybe a different star Wars animated series will be. I don't know. Right. But it like, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I can I can like whatever I want to like and yeah. I can dislike whatever I want to dislike. The problem is when I have to start telling other people what to like and not like. That's where that's where we start to have issues in our community, right? So, like Galaxy of Adventures, don't like it. It's here. Um, I think it's great. I think uh, uh, it's doing exactly what it's supposed to. Kara loves it. She watched we watched all of them on the weekend and uh, and she was into it. She, I mean, she loves Chewbacca. It's her favorite character. But mm. I will say, when we were watching Lego Star Wars, the first one was about Han, and she was into it, but she wasn't, like, into it, into it. The second mm. one, Chewie comes around a corner, and mm. she jumps up and goes, Chewbacca, because she loves Chewie. So, yes. you know, like, it, like everybody can have their own thing and like i don't i like chewy chewy's a great character but like i don't get excited when he's on screen my daughter does and that's great like i love it i love that she loves that she loves chewbacca she loves bb8 she loves poe dameron and she could care less about han and luke right like she doesn't or even like leia she likes ray as well but uh she has to it's in her name um (laughs) but yeah. You know, like, like the whole point is that there's so much Star Wars because Star Wars is for everybody. We talk about this all the time. Star Wars is for everyone now. It's always yeah. been for everyone, but like, it's more of a point that like now that now that I guess it's like Star Wars has always been for everyone, 
but it was always everyone looking in on Star Wars. And now, thankfully, Star Wars is looking out at everybody else. So, you know, like I know Jonah Marie really loves Star Wars Resistance. She loves Kaz. She loves everything about the show. She loves Buggles, this new uh, little animal creature that we get in this episode. She loves it. She wants a plush. I can't stand the design. I I just I don't I'm not a big fan. Yeah. Um and that's like that I'm not I'm not mad at Jonah Marie for liking a thing that I don't that I'm not vibing with. And that's right. fine. Like everything's cool. You don't need to go on Twitter, you don't need to go on Facebook, you don't need to go on anything and tell people that they're wrong for feeling the way that they feel. People can feel however they want to feel about this stuff. I like Star Wars. I still want Lego sets of the of the fighters of the of the like the Aces ships. I still I it baffles me that that's not a thing. Yeah. Why can't I buy Bo Kevel's ship as a Lego ship? I want it. <laughs> I want to buy that. It yeah. doesn't exist. Uh, don't like he it's still hasn't talked in all of his appearances. He's still not talked, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hey, I like this stuff. I like this Galaxy Adventure myself, and I didn't. I didn't rush to see it right when it came out it was yeah. kind of like oh that's right it came out looked at it like, wow that's pretty cool animation was cool that you know the, like you said they they used all this uh like the recordings the sounds the the uh, music uh and even original dialogue in this stuff so it was really cool to see that and and even the the uh, show's um producer talked about you know he says, we were looking for ways to invite young kids into the saga through exciting and vibrant bursts of animation that didn't talk down to them. So it's kind of like we you're saying, you know, you can't take a whole lot of two hour Star Wars, A New Hope and have a kid sit down. But you can take these shorts and they're really fun and exciting ways to get yourself into uh, kids into kind of that original trilogy type vibe or whatever. So, yeah, it's I've. I can't wait to see more of these things. They're pretty, they're really cool. I like the, obviously the Vader one was really cool. And the, like you said, the Luke one, even the Luke one that he was doing, uh, going against the Wampa. Yeah. But that was cool too. You know, add a little extra, you know, lightsaber twirls and, and stuff to it, which is kind of neat. So, yeah. And the way that he collapses the cave and it kind of shoots him out. Oh yeah. That's and right, he, yeah. You get that little reaction from him. He kind of blows a puff of air out, like kind of <laughs> like a hook. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I think that they're doing really cool stuff with galaxy of adventures. I think that, that, um, more is a good thing. And yeah. I, I, the, okay. So here's my beef with galaxy of adventures. Okay. Cause I got beef with this as well. I love the animation. I love the style of the characters. I love all of that stuff. I am so upset about the toys. Have you seen the toys yet? They haven't like officially uh-huh. released any pictures, but there's a there are a couple of pictures circulating online. It's packaging. The oh. the toys are just regular Hasbro Hasbro three and three quarter figures, five point articulation, mm. three and three quarter figures, and when I heard that this was a TV sh- or not a TV like a YouTube series. And an action figure line, I was like, oh, that's awesome. <clears throat> and then I saw um, Steel Saunders posted on Instagram. I, may, I don't know. Maybe it was on the Steel Wars uh, podcast Instagram account. Um, but I, I, he posted like because he's got his hashtag Ignite the Green, right? Because he wanted to see the green lightsaber in The Last Jedi and all that. Um, 
so he's still he's still using that hashtag and uh and there's a great like the the luke figure is the return of the jedi luke figure and there's great artwork on the box and so he had like a little like zoom in of the box and it's like the it's like luke's hand with the lightsaber up in the air like in on the the battle of sarlacc yeah um and uh and and i was like oh that's awesome and you just see the hand of the luke figure and i was like oh is it animated style i hope it's animated style and then i saw them and it's like nope they're just realistic three and three quarter style yeah bright colorful packaging you're right um and it's and i I was sorry the packaging looks good and the 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 pack yeah the packaging is fantastic i love it but the figures are just repacks i don't even think that they're new figures like the R2D2 has the little jets from from Attack of the Clones. I th- like I'm almost positive that these are just repacks because Hasbro can't sell three and three quarter figures, which is like like this is this is the real reason why we're getting more original trilogy content. They're gonna tell us it's you know to to do this and that, but the real reason is that they're not selling toys, and that's that's the whole point. I mean like like. Let's be real about it. That's the whole point is to sell toys and get kids, you know, eating this stuff up. And, and I just, I don't think that star Wars is resonating with the young audience the way that it, that it once did. No, because young, young audiences are catered to differently now. Um, so I don't know. I think what we need, I, we've got Lego star Wars and I'm sure that like Lego star Wars probably sells a lot of Lego sets, but I think what we really need is an actual Star Wars kids show, um, like like animated f- kid friendly adventures, um, mm-hmm. as opposed to what they're doing with Resistance, where they're trying to to pretend like it's an adult story, but deliver kid friendly adventure. Yeah. And uh, this week's episode, mm. this week's episode. Let's get into it, huh? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's, just, let's get into, uh, yeah, what are we, secrets and holograms. Here we go. Calculate the jump, Chop. How is my boyfriend doing? Maybe I can help you. I am Boba Fett. What was that? What was what? The throwing and the falling. Over there. Don't think about it. Kenobi. Hand it over, Ewok. No. So you mean to tell me you were staging a rescue, not attempting to hijack a Jedi starship? You're welcome. Now it's time for the Rebel Cells episode recap. So here we go. Secrets to holograms, Mike. Uh, uh, directed or actually written by Stephanie Folsom, directed by Justin Ridge and Saul Ruiz. I will start it off here. Captain Doza has commanded that his daughter stay in her room while he meets with the First Order. Tora, frustrated, sneaks out and literally bumps into Kaz, who has been doing his own snooping with BB 8 in tow. Uh, go ahead, Michael. We'll, we'll talk about this big chunk yeah. here. Uh, while Kaz, Tora, and BB 8 check out the market, Captain Pyre arrives. Tora tells Kaz that if her father signs Pyre's agreement, 
The First Order will patrol the Colossus to protect it from pirates. As Pyre soon, tell, soon tells Captain Doza, this would mean a Stormtrooper presence on the platform with no timeline for leaving. So, this is the thing that I think uh, the Resistance is worried about, right? This is this is part of it, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to imagine this is about to come to a head, right? Like, that, that there's going to be some sort of a, a, a decision yeah. one way or another, but... For sure, for sure, yeah. Um, so it starts off with Tora. I think actually you made a comment about this on Twitter. I thought it was pretty funny. She's playing a, a flight simulator in a room. So now we got. Uh, I think you said something about uh, video games not once but twice in in this in this particular episode, which is kind of funny. Uh, so she's mm-hmm. she's playing this thing. It gets eaten. Her, her ship gets uh, eaten by a space slug. A little nod, continuity nod there. Uh, so the game ends, and she decides to go out and ask her father uh, to go on a hover cruise. But Doza mentions how it's you know starting to get dangerous out there, and it's not just the pirates. Uh, obviously, he's also talking about the uh, the First Order, and uh, he mentions something about the First Order is even far worse than any pirate can be. So we're kind of setting up this. I, I think you mentioned it earlier, Mike, about there's a couple of revelations or a revelation in this particular episode that is kind of interesting and and. How does, you know, Doza know all about these? Uh, why would he think that the First Order is worse than any pirates? We're going to get that, obviously, later on. So mm-hmm. um, kind of setting a, st- a bunch of stuff up, Mike. But uh, I don't know. Video games in in, uh, in the Star Wars universe now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, it's, a, it's not egregious at the beginning of the episode when no. she's in her room hanging out. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like, oh, we come in the term is in media res. So it's already, it's already in progress. Something's already happening. And they're like, okay, well she's done playing video games. Now let's get on with the story later in the episode. When part of the episode is that Kaz is super excited about these video games and wants to play them. And then we watch them awkwardly, weirdly play a video game with no real rules and unclear stakes like I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it when people play video games and TV shows to begin with. <clears throat> Drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think that anybody's ever really done it properly, and it's like it's it's just generally done in a really sort of like um, obnoxious, reductive manner. And mm. this was just the worst. Mm. It was just the worst. On the one hand, it's a really, really poor representation of video gaming, and that's that's offensive to me because I, I, I consider myself to be a pretty uh, a pretty uh, devoted gamer. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. On and and the other aspect of it is that this was really weird for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I. I think I understand their line of reasoning, and I think it follows along the lines of Dejarik. And that sort of thing. I would have rather seen them playing something like Dejaric, like a version of mm-hmm. not not Hollow Chess, but something else. Mm-hmm. This Xbox Connect, a uh, uh, motion controlled flight sim, was just so insulting to the audience on so many levels. I think because it just like this is not this isn't what I'm tuning in to a star Wars show for. 
Like this is and and this goes beyond my conversations of like, you know, if you don't like a thing, then, you know, whatever, it's not for you. This goes beyond that. Uh, personally, I, and and I'm not saying that like you know if you liked that moment that you're a bad person or anything. I just personally think I don't want Star Wars to be restrictive, as in like just keep remaking A New Hope and Empire and Jedi. Like just just keep taking notes from that. I want them to. Uh, uh, build out and expand and grow the Star Wars universe so that our definition of Star Wars is wider. But, geez, I just, I just figured it out. I just figured it out. Oh, like a light bulb went on. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I don't like Star Wars Resistance so far. Okay. Star Wars is a hero's journey. That's right. the point. That's the whole thing. It's it's a it's a thesis. It's like George Lucas's personal take on the the Joseph Campbell myth. Yeah. This show is not a hero's journey. There is there is yeah. no hero's journey in this. There was no refusal to the call. There was no uh there there were no threshold guardian. Like there's nothing. None of that is in here. Kaz doesn't carry a blaster. Tora doesn't carry a blaster. Yeager doesn't carry a blaster. This show is not a hero's journey. Mm -hmm. And that's what I don't like about it. I am in the Star Wars galaxy to get away from mundane everyday life. I, I don't want to see characters playing video games. Mm -hmm. And if I do, I want it to be, uh, I want it to be somewhat familiar, but also like fun and exotic. Like Dejaric fits that bill, right? Oh, it's, is it, it's chess? Well, it's chess, but the, there's no duplicate pieces in Dejaric. They're all unique pieces. And the chessboard is circular and it's holograms and they beat each other up when they, when, when one wins over the other, right? Like it, it takes the idea of hologram chess and it, and it ratchet ratchets it up a little bit. This took the idea of motion controlled video gaming and it actually like reduced it. It made <laughs> it, it made it worse. Um, yeah, I. Well, I thought it was in the beginning. I thought the yeah. flights. I thought it was more of like a simulator for her to train on, uh, you know, as as because she's yeah. an ace. Um, I thought that was at the beginning, but it. And I just, I guess, I didn't think about it. But you're thinking it's more just she was just playing a video game. They call it a simulator because they don't want to use the term video game, but it is a hundred percent an Atari video game. Like, like it's, and I think that there's some aspects of it that are meant to be like sort of evocative of, of Star Wars on the Atari and on the, on the Nintendo and, and in the arcade and that sort of thing. And, mm -hmm. and like, I get that. I think that what would have made a lot more sense if you wanted to go down this route is, is VR headsets. Mm -hmm. I, I think that should have been, if you're going to, if you're going to put a flight sim into this. I would have had her having like the best, um, the best like headset 
that you can get and she and you like put on the headset and when you put on the headset there's like a hologram and it's like a standard star wars hologram but like of the apparatus right so like you would have like your 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 cockpit kind of around you um you just sit in any chair and you put on the headset and it does the whole thing right but this idea of it being like the grid and and the little uh and like i get i get what they were going for with that stuff i think like from a from a production design perspective i like i don't have a problem with it there as much as just like they play the game by holding their arms out to the side and waggling back and forth and that was just like that's no good that's no good and you know why we don't play video games that way (laughs) no it was cool for about a year and then it disappeared and microsoft is trying to pretend like it never happened right and then here is Star Wars copying technology that we have deemed to not be fun um, <laughs> and 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 then not doing it well. Because, yeah. like, there were some Kinect games that I quite enjoyed, Kinect Star Wars being one of them. Mm. But it looked dumb to play Kinect Star Wars, and that was one of the funny parts about it. I just it's I just don't feel like it has any place in this world. I just but it's that hero's journey thing. Mm-hmm. This show isn't a hero's journey and that's that to me is what is what's making it really difficult I think to to put up with it week to week with like well sometimes the stakes are high and then sometimes the stakes are really low like they were this week. Right. And I mean, again, like this one went back and we focus a lot on Torah, but but Kaz is a main character in this episode, whereas in the last couple, he was kind of a background character. Mm -hmm. Um, He's much more in, in, you know, focus this week. And it's and I think like that's not the best. It kind of. Well, he was. Yeah, it's it's this this episode was all. Yeah. uh, I mean, nobody else. It was. It yeah. Was, uh, I mean, like, that's a great point. It's Kaz, yeah. Tora, uh, Captain Doza and Pyre. And that's it. Right. And BB-8. And the other fireball team is in this episode. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Let's let's continue with the episode and I'll, and I'll keep bringing stuff up as, as we get to it. But yeah, you know, we get introduced to 4D M1 um, yeah. and kind of for some reason, that voice just reminds me of um Han Solo, uh, the girl who played of L three, of L three. God, so so much. I almost went yeah. back just to see if God was that the same actress. I didn't do it because there was a little difference. Man, it was so close though. But anyway, um, Tora, Kaz, and BB eight sneaking back into the tower and visit the Aces pirate uh, private private lounge. The pirates aren't uneasy with Doze's secrecy of late. Jace Rucklin waiting tables to pay for a new racer is also none too pleased when he spots Kaz. So we get. Uh, Jace Rucklin is back, um, and he works as a servant in Doza Tower, trying to earn money back, like I said, by his new racer. And obviously he hasn't forgotten what Kaz supposedly did to him back in uh, Fuel for the Fire, uh, so he's still holding that grudge. And and uh, I also, did you notice there was, um, when, when uh, I think it's Tora, she's, she's uh, in, the, in the market, and she finds this object for sale, but the vendor raises the price 
I think four times mm. when he recognizes who it is. Uh, was that Bothan? You know, know, I mean, uh, so, okay, so, um, maybe, but, yeah, I don't know. Yes, but no. Um, Matt Martin said on Twitter a little while ago that maybe Bothans aren't a species at all. Um, and I don't know, I don't, I don't remember the context of it. I don't remember what sort of brought it up, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, like, uh, like the expanded universe has gone and run with the idea that when Mon Mothma says many Bothans died to bring us this information that she was talking about a species, but maybe Bothans are a type of, of mercenary or spy or something like that. Right. So, um, yes, it looked very much like a Bothan as we know them. Was it a Bothan? Inconclusive. <laughs> Inconclusive. Just from the, uh, you know, sketches I've seen yeah. that obviously are canon, it just, it looked kind of the same. And then, and then we, you know, Poe wants to find, wants Kaz to find out if Doza has any connections uh, to the First Order. But yeah. uh, we're getting close there. Go ahead, Mike, you continue. Uh, where are we now? We're at Before Leaving? Yeah. Uh, before Leaving, Pyre presents Doza with an official agreement on a data pad. Doza is not ready to sign, saying he needs time to review the details and tells his droid to keep the device in his office. Uh, let's see. Tora and Kaz go back to their quarters to play a uh, flight sim. They're having fun until Tora's droid comes in, identifying BB-8 as an intruder. Tora calls off her droid and Kaz and BB-8 escape. So there's the flight sim, Mike. Uh, definitely yeah. uh, about what you did not like about that. Frame. So here's here's the other part of this whole thing. How old are they? Are they, are they, are they 15? Because they're acting like 15 year olds, right? Like, like they're old myself. You, 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 I I know that like, like in Canon, they're supposed to be older than that. Uh, Kaz was in the new Republic military. Yeah. He's yeah. True. So he's got a, yeah. You'd think he had to be 18 or something. In terms of the way that they're behaving. Now you've got three boys. Mm-hmm. Right, they're uh, I, uh, two out of three are are are, are grown up now, but uh, I, you've had experience with fifteen-year-olds. Yeah, well, one right now actually. Yeah. yeah, so there you go. So you can vouch for the fact that he kind of behaves like a fifteen-year-old on a regular basis, right? Like that's. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's definitely. like in that age. Yeah, it it's so weird to me that these characters are supposed to be adults. And yet, like, she is, it's not even grounded. Her dad just says, you have to stay in your room. And she just, and she just does. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I, what happened to Princess Leia and Padme Amidala and, and Ray as these women and, and Jin Erso and Kira and everybody who, these women in Star Wars that, don't take guff from anybody. Uh, don't follow other people's orders. They give the orders. Right. And then all of a sudden, here comes Torah, and she just listens to her dad. I don't know. I, I have a lot of problems with this. And I have mm-hmm. a lot of problems with this because, like, it's just, it is, I personally think it's a little bit backwards. Um, I think it's a, I think it's kind of enforcing some weird stereotypes. Now, if she were actually a child... In the show, I wouldn't have these problems. 
I'd still question it because Padme Amidala was the queen of Naboo and she was like 15 years old at the time, right? Yeah. 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 But yeah. what is going on with an adult character who ha- who gets stuck in her room because her dad says so so she plays video games instead of instead of saying to him like no i'm leaving i'm doing whatever i want i'm an adult right Right. like you can't you can't order me around this way like it just it's so incongruous with what i know to be star wars characterization especially women in star wars it just bugs me it rubs me the wrong way right i I just i i don't think that any of the other star wars characters that that uh, we could put in this situation any of the other female star wars characters so let's go down the list leia no padme no ray n- n- i don't think so um sabine definitely not hera not on your life when hera was let's say hera what let's say torah is 15 let's say hera when hera was 15 right do you think that that chamson doula could tell Hera what to do when she was 15 years old. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think so. And granted no. Tora, you know, I, I, I sneaks out and whatever, but like, I just, an adult shouldn't have to sneak out and, and get past a, a, a nanny droid. I just, I just yeah. don't think that that's right. an adult. Yeah. Adult character. Yeah. Now that doesn't make sense. No. Yeah. I didn't even think about it before, but now it makes makes a lot of sense. Like you're talking about, like yeah. how these Torah and Kaz are supposed to be adults. Yeah, but yeah, you're exactly right. They're they're acting like yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, shoot. Uh, go ahead, Mike. I think we're at Kaz, right? Yeah. Kaz makes his way into Captain Doza's office and finds the data pad, but he'd been spotted by Jace, who brings Doza back, hoping to catch Kaz red-handed. Kaz manages to download the intel and accidentally opens Doza's closet, which houses what appears to be an Imperial uniform. Kaz is shocked but hides there, evading Doza and Jace. The young spy believes that Doza was part of the Empire and is now working with the First Order. This is bad, BB, he says to the droid. I like that it refers to him as a spy, and I think then of... Cassian Andor and the series that we're getting with him and I think about whether or not Cassian would agree with the classification of of uh, Kaz as a spy <laughs> like I think that we're going to see Cassian like like you know uh, uh, peeling people's fingernails off and uh, <laughs> doing what he needs to get the information right and that movie opens with him killing a guy like his informant kill it yeah because mm-hmm. he's like oh well i gotta get away yeah. Me, uh, you. Me. yeah this data pad the information about this deal yeah uh so could this I, we don't necessarily get the information on the data pad yet but obviously it's got to be some kind of valuable information for poe and the rest of the resistance if they were to get uh get the information on here so uh, like I said, we don't really get get it yet, but we do get that nugget, obviously, that Doza, uh, part of the First Order, you know. So he he talked about in the beginning of the episode, he explains to Tora that uh, the First Order is nothing like the pirates and the marauders they faced in the past. And, of course, he might know that because he served in the Galactic Empire, so he knows what they can do. Uh, and that 
imperial uniform that was hung up in the closet. Man, yeah. a nice little reveal there. This is stuff we were talking about, you know. This 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 is the Easter egg or whatever you want to call it for this particular episode. So it's pretty cool to to finally get. And I, we kind of yeah. knew it was going this route, but <clears throat> the confirmation was kind of cool. Uh, Kaz and BB-8 don't get away completely undetected. However, Taurus sees them leaving and wants to know what they were doing in her father's office. Kaz promises he can explain, so Tora agrees to help get them out of the tower in uh, secret. And it was funny, too, the, um, not funny, but uh, Jace Rucklin, he is just about ready to see what's in that closet, and Doza is able to kind of redirect him out of him before he... Well, I, I think that Doza stops him intentionally yeah. because he doesn't want him to see the Imperial uniform. No, right? exactly, exactly. Yeah. Right, right. Kind of something happens and hey, you got to go. So yeah, go ahead, Mike. Just want to yeah. mention it. Uh, unfortunately, that means exiting through a trash incinerator that's active. BB-8 gets the door open while Kaz and Tora dodge bolts. Finally, they all make a desperate run for it, barely making it out alive. Um, I don't know. With all the technology in the Star Wars galaxy, they're just the trash incinerator is just it just shoots blaster bolts at garbage is that yeah, it's like star wars it's like the trash compactor on the death star but like a 2.0 version yeah because it actually blasts yeah like he's it blasts the trash now i guess uh, instead of crushing it i just uh, really feel like they could like create some sort of like uh uh like some sort of a, a plasma screen that they just drop the trash into and it just incinerates it that way like it just just completely uh-huh. atomizes it you know, like, yeah. I don't know. Hey, it's shooting yeah. blaster bolts. It's kind of, I guess I think that they just wanted to do something different from a trash compactor, but I don't know. Yeah. It's a, it's a little upgrade. It's a little upgrade. It yeah. gives them something to kind of, you know, they talked about it in the episode where it's kind of like they, they went back to that video game thing and she, she says yeah. something like, Hey, it's just like the video game where you're yeah. trying to dog and all that kind of thing. Uh, I'll finish it off here. Once safe, Tora bluntly asked Kaz if he's a spy. He denies it, but Tora seems unconvinced. Still, she thanks him for their small adventure, and they part ways. Tora goes back to her room and connects with her father, who is ready to take her on a hover cruise. Alone for a moment, she ponders aloud, who are you really, Kazuda? So obviously she's got some uh, inklings that something's going on with him. She confronts him about it, and he, you know, he... I don't know. He says, what does he say? He awkwardly kind of laughs it off. Like, no, I, I was, I left to be in the Navy to be a racer. And obviously why would anybody, somebody with that kind of a job quit for the reason to be a, to, to be a racer? Obviously she doesn't buy that. And, uh, you know, she's going to be questioning him throughout, I guess the rest of this. Mm-hmm. See, I, I, we'll see what happens with next episode. We're, we're finishing off this year. Um, it's the next episode. Hopefully fingers crossed is going to, it's going to, break on a really high note because obviously mike both of us just didn't feel that this episode lived up to uh, really anything it was just one of those wow i watched it once it was like okay uh i don't i don't think i'll ever watch that again you know there's nothing nothing there not, not enough uh star wars uh meat on that bone to to go back to that one what do you think mike yeah uh yeah like i said earlier i think this is the weakest episode in the series um thus far uh, i i really think they gotta i think they gotta step it up uh, step it up. 20 episodes man it's I mean, man 
we just went back and we just revisited season one of Clone Wars. We did the whole season over the summer, and um, it's the most fun I've had on the podcast in a long time. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and, and I loved Star Wars Rebels. Like, like both of us loved Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. But yeah. going back and redoing season one of Clone Wars, and so when people say like, "Oh, it's season one," you know, like, like give it some time. It's like, well, halfway through season one of Clone Wars, we were there were still some standout episodes. There was Jesus, some fantastic. Episode, yes, this episode was. Yeah, you know, it set the stage for that that show. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. This yeah. Is not so hear that. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just don't know. I. My patience is being pushed to the limit with this series because especially like this is such a disappointment because we had two weeks of actually really great episodes that I really, really enjoyed. And like, I hope that you guys can tell that I really want to love the show. Like, I really, really want to be into this. And I just I I think the biggest thing is, is that I. I maybe feel a bit like I'm being sold a, a bill of false goods with like the, all of the promotional material and the trailers. And even when I see commercials on, on Disney XD and, and Disney channel and they, they get into like, Oh, well, this, this team uh, doesn't follow the plan. They just wing it. And it's like, what team and what plan and what winging it? Like this is one character stumbling through a Star Wars story week to week. Um, and then occasionally we focus on some others and they actually have plot lines to follow. You know, um, I don't know. It just it, it there is no there's no racing. Other Like last week, we finally got some racing. But like there's no racing. There's no starfighters. There's no blasters, for goodness sake. Yeah. Like just I I just I don't know what this show is trying to be, but I know that thus far it's not what I was told it was gonna be. I was told it was gonna be a series about racing and it was gonna be inspired by anime, and so I'm going like, oh cool, it's like Star Wars with Speed Racer, and some people are saying like, oh it's like Macross and like that's not what it is that's just not what it is um, yeah i i you know you know that like when star wars is running on all cylinders for me yeah it's got the classic stuff in it with lightsabers and force and all that kind of thing but yeah. going into this i knew that we weren't going to have that and i was like okay that's fine um it's still kind of going to be a star wars show and we'll see what uh you know how they can hook me into this thing and so far um, like I said last week, I think this thing is just kind of average for me right now because it's yeah. just not that term. I think we've used the term before, but it's, um, I don't know. It's, it needs more star Wars, I guess. I can't remember the term we used before, but, yeah. uh, it just, it's just not there yet. And, it, and hopefully next week, we can yeah. get there. Go ahead. The, the, Mike? the biggest problem is that I am hooked because I want more of, I want more of Yeager. I want more of Sonara. I want more of Tam. I want more of Hype Phazon and and uh, the Aces. And I want more of of uh, uh, Pyre of Captain Pyre. Right? Like, like 
There is enough about this show that I like to keep me coming back from week to week, but it's also not enough to keep me from being disappointed week to week, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And I just, I really want it to, I really want it in the new year to step things up and for the conflict to come and for Kaz to pick a side and, and become a, a, a hero. Um, and man, like these characters got to start carrying blasters or something <laughs> yeah. Yeah. because like Sabine did more damage with spray paint than these guys have done the mm-hmm. entire series, I think. And, and it just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of, I, I, just meandering at this point and i don't i don't want to be this negative about the show i really want to like it i really want to be this to be a place for people who like the show and and that sort of thing but i just i can't i'm not gonna be disingenuous on the podcast and i hope that i hope that people appreciate that i'm not trying to tear something down that that other people love i i i I I'm just kind of flabbergasted how anybody can be enjoying this show week to week, especially when there's other stuff to compare it to. And when you compare it to, like you said, the Clone Wars and and even Rebels, it's like, man, it's not even close right now. When you compare it to the Freemaker adventures, I don't think that it's close. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Yeah. That's not even like, right. And like, and I, and I really honestly don't mean that as like a dig or an insult or any sort like, I'm not trying to be clever or too cool for school or whatever. Like, like I hope you guys have listened to the Freemaker adventures episodes. I yeah. love that series. Lego star Wars. The Freemaker adventures is one of my favorite things from the Disney era of star Wars. I think that they knock it out of the park with that show. Um, and Lego Star Wars All Stars is doing similar stuff. They're not doing it quite like it's not. It's not the same because it's not twenty-two minute episodes. It's not. It is kind of a continuing story, from what I can tell. I granted, I've seen the one episode, so like I need more data before I can really judge All Stars. But Freemaker Adventures is one of my favorite Star Wars series. Like I, I love that series. I I might like Star Wars, uh, Freemaker Adventures more than I like Star Wars Rebels. I don't know. Like I really have to like do some soul searching and figure that out because I have so much fun and I grin from ear to ear when I'm watching that show. And I can even go back. Like sometimes it'll just be playing in a car and I will watch it and I still love it. I love to go back and watch old episodes. Um, so I don't know. Like I just I just don't think that that this show is as cohesive. I don't think it's as tight as that was but no yeah. i don't know it is what it is and hopefully yeah. like all of the shows it gets better with age not with age but like with time as as it goes on it's season to season and we can get to something that i'm more that i'm more geared to you look at what clone wars was by the end versus what it was at the beginning you look at rebels as what it was at the end versus what it was at the beginning like i i hold out hope and i'm going to keep watching and we're going to keep talking about it and i don't think i'll be as hard on an episode as i was on this one because you know hopefully they won't go back to the video game well if they do oh boy howdy uh <laughs> yeah there will yeah. be hell to pay as uncle owen says i yeah. uh, but i i i don't know I don't know. I we I gotta wrap it up because I just I just can't I, I just can't with this episode anymore. 
I'm done. Yeah, I, I can't. I hear. You. Yeah, and it's like you said earlier, just a minute ago. It's like I think we're being honest with this. You know, we're not going to come on here and 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 every episode we're going to mm-hmm. love. I mean, we did that with the Clone Wars. We had yep. stuff we didn't like, and we did that with Rebels. Yeah. I, I think we're gonna we're definitely honest about what we're watching, and yeah. And we're going to call out episodes that we just don't think yeah. made the grade, and that's what we're doing. I uh, hope and we're huge Star Wars fans. Yeah, I on. hope that counts for something, right? I, like, I hope that I hope the fact that we're being honest and that, um, <laughs> uh, here's some real truth. Here's some real truth and honesty. So this proves how honest I am. I don't want to say bad stuff about the show because I don't want to upset anybody at Lucasfilm because we get. We get special stuff. We get special treatment from time to time, right? We get to go to Star Wars Celebration on media passes. We get, you know, I get a Christmas card from Lucasfilm, right? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin those relationships. So if I am saying something that I don't like something, it is through gritted teeth and, and because I can't not, I try and find the silver lining on all of this stuff. And I just like, other than the fact that visually this show is fantastic from week to week, I just can't, I just can't do it. I just, that's the only thing I got. That's all I got from week to week is that it's a beautiful show. But even this week's episode didn't do anything that was that staggering to me. So I don't know. Like I said, we gotta. I gotta wrap it up because I just yeah. Can't. Let's wrap it up. But, uh, we'll uh, see what happens next week, Mike. Yeah. I mean, we got Station Data back. Uh, it's the last one before we get the break, and I, I think we talked about this. Hopefully, fingers crossed. This is one that'll leave us with some uh, really good stuff to to get us through uh, the holiday break. Uh, when Poe and Kaz find an old First Order mining facility, BB-8 discovers the facility isn't so abandoned, and then they tease the. Uh, Return of Oscar Isaac and Gwendolyn Christie uh, as Cap- Poe Dameron and Captain Phasma. So um, yep. always good to have Poe back. Love Poe. Actually, really, here's one thing. Love Poe in this show, too. Yep. Uh, he's really good in this. I mean, although he's only had a few things here and there, still on point with Poe. So For sure. Crossed. Yeah. That's it, Mike. Okay, that's it for this week. Uh, thank you guys for toughing it out with us. <laughs> um, if you want to stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars animation news, you can do that by heading to rebelcells.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rebelspodcast and on Twitter at rebelspodcast, as well as on Instagram at rebelcells. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at arkwolf, uh, A-R-K-W-U-L-F, same on Instagram. And you can follow Matt on Twitter and Instagram at the crankster. That's crankster with a K. Um, and you guys know, you know, we're a part of the Thunderquack podcast network, head to thunderquack.com, check out all the other great podcasts in the network. And if you like what you hear, consider supporting us. You can do that in two different ways. First, by heading to store.thunderquack.com and picking up some merchandise. Uh, you can pick up t-shirts, uh, mugs, all sorts of cool stuff over there. And, uh, and the other way to support us more directly, perhaps, is by heading to uh, th- uh, patreon.com slash thunderquack and kicking in a monthly pledge over there. Uh, for a dollar, you get access to the exclusive Thunderquack uh, podcast, the Facebook group. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've kind of been putting out some other little tidbits here and there as well um, from Amanda and I as we record. We, we end up with a lot of extra material. Um, and uh, and you can look forward to more stuff like that in the future. Uh, and we got we got lots of spoiler casts coming up this month. We we're gonna have Spider Man, we're gonna have Aquaman, and we're gonna have Bumblebee spoiler casts uh, for you guys. So I uh, so 
so check that out. And we actually did just post a spoiler cast for uh, uh, the Princess Switch. Uh, Amanda and Crystal did that. Maybe not. This is not the right audience to cross promote with. But uh, if that's interesting to you, you can check that out um, on our YouTube channel uh, or on Patreon. But uh, uh, that's it for this week's episode thank you guys for listening thank you guys for like i said toughing it out uh we'll come back next week with some more positivity uh because poe dameron my boy poe is gonna be back and uh it doesn't matter if this episode's good or bad as long as poe dameron's in it i'm gonna be happy so uh, thank you guys for listening we'll be back next week with station theta black <laughs> <laughs>